Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination and hosted on JitteryMonkey.com. I am Greg Mahachko, and joining me, uh, I'd, I'd say as always, but uh, he, he was on the road vacationing uh, holiday-style last week, so um, didn't get his official sends in his Christmas wish for the Huskers. But uh, he, he's been here all of the other uh, 16 episodes. This is episode number 18. And uh, joining me, as I alluded to, my good friend, fellow Husker fan, and longtime broadcast buddy, Mr. Brian Toll. Brian, how are you, sir? I'm all right. I'm okay. Dynamite. Everything's right. Hmm? Everything's okay. All is good in the world of, of uh, well, you were just in Lincoln, it seems like, earlier this week. I was just in Lincoln as of Tuesday morning. And then started a long so, drive home. <laughs> it's kind of weird having tornadoes and thunderstorms during Christmas but in Nebraska, but here we are. Do we want to talk a little bit about your uh, your poem? You got to see some family, I know, and uh, I, I I saw I believe you sent me a picture uh, just outside Memorial Stadium with one of our favorite people from olden days, and you were taunting me as I had missed my my Facebook live Facebook Messenger video chat. Thanks for that, by the way. Yeah, and I was there when they said Nate Gary's not going to play the the Music City Bowl because he's Nah, I, I know why, and everybody and listens. Let's call a spade. Let's call a spade a spade. It's stupid. It's lazy. On you know, you're you're a leader of a team, okay? You're a quote unquote leader of a team that's been suspended twice this year. Once for the Fresno State game for who knows what, and the other time because you can't pass, as Sipple would say, two classes. Two, two classes, not one, not three, not five, <laughs> two classes. Not that it matters because it doesn't, but do you know, do we know what the classes were? I mean, that's probably, no, that's probably, matter. no, I know, that's, that's what I said. I said not that it matters, but, uh, you know, just because if it's, you know, like advanced physics, you know, which I, I don't think it would be, but Dude, I mean. He's a senior. Give me a break. He's a senior. If this is a third semester sophomore, that's one thing. He's a senior. Oh, I'm not. I'm not making any excuses for him. I'm just, you know, like like you. I'm looking for answers, man. Well, it, it falls on him, and it falls on nobody else but him. And I believe, yeah. you know, in, in the the Twitter post that he made about it, the the screen cap of his, uh, you know, iPhone's Note feature. Uh, he expressed remorse and, you know, took the the blame shoulder, the responsibility for that. But, yeah, I mean, you would think, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, because the the, the large, the bulk of the, the, you know, wording coming out was that he was he was just kind of slacking off because he was, you know, going to go to the NFL. and But you would think that NFL teams look at that, right? Yeah, you would think that. But here, here's the problem I have with that statement, okay? And I'm not saying you're wrong, but here's the problem I have with the statement. Because he's in Nebraska and he was a four-year guy, he's going to be able to rectify this sometime whenever his NFL dream ends, whether it be two years from now, whether it be six years from now, whether it be ten years from now. And he's going to be able to go scot-free to finish that degree. Okay, when, let's be blunt, it's wasting money. You're kind of wasting time on people because, you know, why can't you get your degree now? 
you know. Sure. Armstrong can do it. Western Cape can do it. Um, Dylan, Dylan can do it on his dime, you know. That, that's, the, that's the one thing that bugs me. You're a scholarship student. It's costing you nothing to be there. And you're going to get the NFL look whether you pass the class or not. If you just want to say, hey, you know what? I just want to work on the NFL thing. I, I'll respect that way more. I would respect that way more, unless you're being honest. You know, this just seems like, you know, quitting on the team, you know, quitting on your coaches, the academic advisors. You know, Nebraska is a place that, you know, and, and one of the first people that talked to me screaming about how this is Mike Riley's fault. Mike Riley has nothing to freaking do with you going to class. Bo Pelini was the type of guy that would make sure you hand, you had your hand held as you went to class and make sure that APR would go up. Mike Riley is the type of guy that says, hey, you're an adult now. You need to go do this stuff yourself. And there's positives and negatives on both of them. Okay, um, but I tend to like Riley's more, especially for seniors, especially for captains, especially for guys that wanted to start their freshman year, um, especially for guys that want to be the most you know visible guy on the team. You know, it, that's where it really bugs me. And maybe I'm harsh, maybe I'm a dick, but you know, if I don't go to my job and can't pass that, I get fired. You know, Greg doesn't go to his job. He he gets fired. It's Nate true. doesn't go to his job. Well, guess what? You can still come practice on pro day. So still possibly get a, a an invite it, it to the combine. I don't know if I don't know if he, his stats or measurables are that good that he would get an offer to well an invite. But I, I know I know what you're saying. It's just you know the only thing he loses is not playing this football game. Which may help in the long run, but still, don't you think you owe it to your school and your fan base? The fan base that feverishly goes and backs you up time after time. Don't you think you owe it to them for that this game? Don't you think you owe it to Mike Riley and a couple guys who made you know named you, made sure you were not so much made you sure you were captain, but named you captain, made you made you a leader on this team. Don't you think you owe it to him? I, I would you say know, if, I would if you say don't, that... so be it. But whatever. I would say, you know, when when you've got an Armstrong or a Wester Camp who are physically unable to play, you know, uh, you know, based on injuries, I mean, that's that's the last word is, you know, they're they're not going to play. Um, but you know that they would in a heartbeat if given the chance and then you've got, you know, I know I know exactly where you're going. You got Nate Gary who would like to play, certainly, but but again couldn't get his his grades right to to make that happen but on the other side of the coin then you have the guys i'd like to take you know get your take here briefly on a couple of other big notable names who are not uh playing in in their respective bowl games but by choice uh leonard fournette and christian mccaffrey you know both have had history with injury both play you know uh an injury riddled position at running back it's not a. It's not the same situation that a Nate Gary's in. But what are your thoughts on on those two guys, essentially saying, you know what, we're we're just going to forego, forego our I bowl get, games. I get Fournette because he's going to be a top ten pick. Okay, and if you want to look at somebody like Jalen Smith last year, who supposedly said he'd play his bowl game again, I doubt it. Jalen Smith. It cost Jalen Smith probably fifteen twenty million dollars that injury in the bowl game. Um, McCaffrey. I don't know if McCaffrey's such a high pick. You think he's I third think round? He's gonna be, it's, I'd say third round. I'd say middle third. He's going to be, you know, a couple guys. You know, they're really big size junkies when it comes to the NFL. You know, oh, he's got to be this big. Oh, he's got to be, you know. They're really static in some of their crap, how they how they view people. So Set in their ways. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. I get the Fournette, I get the Caffrey a little less, but, you know, if this was the playoffs, you bet your ass they play. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, could you imagine? I, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys, oh, there's no there's no reason for any Clemson players. Of course there's no reason for Clemson players to sit or Alabama players or Ohio State. They're, they still have something to play for. You know, in the whole grand scheme of things, they have something to play for. You know? Let, let me let me and throw yeah, this out there. New York 6 game. 
a New Year's Six game, it's a New Year's Six game and such. Yeah, but you know, yeah, Chris McCaffrey's missing El Paso. Man, I I I'd want to miss El Paso too, to be honest with you. <laughs> No offense to all of our listener in El Paso. <laughs> um, no, there's offense because I live in El Paso. Yeah, fair enough. Um, let's let's talk about the importance of the bowl game because, like you said, if it's if if any of these guys, you know, Fournette or McCaffrey, are, are playing in a, in a bowl game with something else on the line, you know, like like you mentioned, one of the semifinals or something like that, then obviously they're going to be there. Um, I, I, I want to run a, a crazy, ridiculous, you know, hypothetical at you, but let's say hypothetically speaking that Nebraska was in, you know, the playoffs, the, the college football playoffs, and do you think that Nate Gary be kicking himself that he's not able to play with that? I mean, he might be a little showing some remorse or a little regretful now, but do you think he'd be really kicking himself if he wasn't out there on on those playoff games? It seems like a silly question, honestly. Because, sure. You know, if, if if Nate Gary was academically ineligible when Nebraska was going through the college football playoff, then he'd be dumber than I even thought he was. You know. And maybe I'm being hard on Nate, but you know what? At the same time, there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other kids that wanted to be in that position. They wanted to start for Nebraska safety. There, there'd be a, there's a lot of you know, you can use the five heart thing here. There's a lot of in-state kids that would love that position, that would love to be in Nate's um, spot, um, wanting to play for Nebraska and, you know, wanting, you know, putting themselves in debt to go to school, to get a get a Big Ten degree, to get a bachelor's that will take them through life. You know, that's a that's a big that, – that's what should make you mad. Mm-hmm. That's honestly should make you mad. Let, let me throw another, again, ridiculous hypothetical out there. If Nebraska's playing in the playoffs, does Tommy Armstrong play? What's that? I said if Nebraska's in the playoffs, does Tommy Armstrong play? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I guess. I, I guess. Someone like me, who's not right there in the thick reading every article, and I'm, I'll admit I don't read every article, folks. Um, but his injury—I mean, we we all saw how he was in the Iowa game. Um, you know, I mean, See, here's here's the thing about the Armstrong, and here's the thing about the Armstrong injury right now. Okay, he literally didn't suit up for one practice for bowl prep, not a single practice. What is what is the absolutely need to to egg on a storyline? Will Tommy suit up? Who gives a shit? He hasn't practiced. Sure. It's been Riker. I more care want to know if Riker can take a snap than I do will Tommy suit up. Because if Tommy suits up, it, it's literally he he's he's as useful as Patrick O'Brien. Maybe less. Okay. I don't care I don't care if Tommy's gonna suit up. Interview him for the you know, what do you think of his career? Sure, I'll listen to that. Do you think he'll suit up? I don't give a rat. Nobody if if he set if he suited up to, for the game today, no one's gonna care you know. Unless he's taking the number one snaps, no one's gonna care. It's a com- complete just moving of the goalposts on this. I care about whether Rikers figured out can he move the offense. I wanna know how the offensive line's gonna do against Kong you know, uh, Jonathan Kongbo. Okay, I want to know how Nick Gates, how healthy Nick Gates is. I don't care if Tom, well, he might still suit up. No, well, I'm he's not, not going to suit up. I'm, he hasn't practiced in three weeks. He's not going to suit up. I don't care about Tommy suiting up anymore. You're, you're, you're I don't. You're answering a question I didn't ask. I, I'm, I'm ending. I'm ending the narrative before people try to go along with it because it's a narrative I've seen all week. The narrative I've seen for the last week and a half. Will Tommy suit up? Well, no, I didn't won't. ask it, but okay? I didn't. I didn't ask if Tommy's suiting up. I'm saying and I'm if, answering I'm, the question. I'm saying if before you ask, it. I'm saying hypothetically speaking, if Nebraska was in the playoffs, does Tommy Armstrong spend this week, this time between Iowa and today, prepping as he's going to start and be the quarterback? 
No, because he's hurt. Because we learned, we should have learned our lesson with Iowa. That at eighty percent and he can't run is not good. No. Okay. That that's. But see, you understand where I'm coming from. You are asking a different I, I question. I do. I do. But guess what? Nebraska plays an extra game in that. Okay. Because they probably play the Big Ten championship. And it should have been Riker start in Iowa. It should have been Riker to play your hypothetical Big Ten championship. And then it'll be Riker, you know, today. You know, just, you know, the whole complexion, everything, you know, everything changes when the plane lands in Lincoln on New Year's Eve. The whole thing changes on New Year's Eve. Because all of a sudden you got a lot of, you got a very young, you know, Threesome of quarterbacks. Well, come Jan- come come here in January when he um, when he uh, enrolls. But you're gonna have a young threesome of quarterbacks in Tanner Lee, Patrick O'Brien, Tristan Gebbia. It's gonna be a nice little fight, okay? It, and I think a lot of people, and, and maybe this is part of the thing with the game, but a lot of people are looking at this game as a Send off to a lot of things. You're sending off Banderas. You're sending off Gary. You're sending off um, Tommy Alonzo and Westercamp and Alonzo Moore and True. Brandon Riley. You know the ones that are playing. You already kind of sent off Westercamp. You already sent off Armstrong. You already sent off Nate. You know the the announcements of them not playing kind of sent them. Michael off, Rose you know? Ivy. Yeah, MRI. Um, it's just, so, um, I mean, I know those are initials, roster, but when you say you know, it like that, it really gives it a real Dylan Utter, medical utter, D- Dylan, undertone. Dylan Utter, Seathan Carter. Seathan Carter's a good one. I'll miss Seathan Carter for sure. Newbie. You know, um, you know it, it's Riker. their final time. You know, So let them have – Riker, yeah, I guess you're right. Riker, yeah, senior. You know, it, it let them let them have their moment, and then it all starts new. It's, it's a brain – it's basically a brand-new team. Tight end has a big turnover. Wide receiver has a big turnover. Um, Sam Cotton is, is, is Sam Cotton a junior or senior? Sam Cotton is a senior. Okay, so we're gonna have a couple new tight ends. Yeah, you have three new tight ends because Trey Foster leaves as well. Oh, that's right. You're gonna have turnover in the linebacking crew. Okay. You're Good thing we got Dedrick Young though. Rush I mean, seriously. Um, Kevin, Kevin Maurice is gone. Okay, the Davis shows are going to have to kind of step up a little bit. Um, don't know who's going to play tight end. We'll figure that out later because Nebraska lost a guy that would have, been, would have possibly been able to start from day one at Texas. So is what it is on that. Um, yeah, by the way, people were awful salty about that on the on the Facebook comments on that post. Yeah, well, they're always salty on Facebook, if you noticed. That's true. But, I mean... So, but you you know like I wanted to jump in yeah. there and say again you know seventeen eighteen year old kid uh, mm. let's not my my only thing about Lido is I'll say this he's going to be competing a lot in Austin next year whereas in Lincoln he'd probably start right away okay yeah and, and that's just the that. honest truth with the way that Matt Snyder's you know progress or lack thereof or a couple other guys lack thereof. You know, it's just that that's what bugs me about the whole thing. It's not so much that, you know, and I get one to see in the footprint. I get, you know, it's Austin. I get Herman's the hot name. That's fine. Um, one of the few losses to Vita Thompson's taken as a recruiter. But again, I just don't see how I, I just, you know, I like to hear Reese's and, you know, description and honestly Herman's about how they're going to use Reese and is he going to play right away because of, because if they hire, if they got in, get into the sign, and the first thing says, "Well, we're going to flip them the defensive end," then that's probably a nightmare for. Then it's going to be interesting what Reese allows it to happen because he was, he really wants to play tight end. He doesn't want to play defensive end, so we'll see how Texas uses him. There's your recruiting tidbit for the day. Recruiting tidbit of the day, or Artad. It's the Artad oh God, moment. Stop it! <laughs> it's the recruiting tidbit of the day. Dork. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the the game of the day, the Music City Bowl, Nashville, Tennessee, and our beloved Big Red going on and taking. You, you mean uh, it's not Michigan, Florida State? No, no, that's that's not. I don't Which care about backwards. that game. 
There's only one game I care about. Oh, some people do. Well, yeah, but they they probably wear khakis or jorts, depending. You wear jorts, you jerk. I no, I gave those up. Uh, yeah, our, our you're good, a dad now. You wear jorts. I know you wear jorts. I, they're, they're khakis, man. I wear ah. I wear khaki shorts, sir. And such uh, a liar. Oh, we. You know what? I'll post a picture of my closet. You will not find please, any jorts. Please don't. That means white white pasty legs that I don't care to see. I didn't say of my legs. I said of my closet. You don't. You have a listening problem tonight, anyway. Ryan. Anyway, uh, Nebraska, Tennessee, uh, two 1990s powerhouses who are not quite where they used to be. What uh, what what jumps and out to you really about this game? Really disappointing seasons if you look at it. They were um, both in the top ten at one point, but yeah, and but their we'll, fan bases are really hating everything. And you, you, honestly, you get the feeling that nobody really. really not even in the in the fan bases, nobody gives a rat's ass about this bowl. Is it just because uh, and, it's? And, that, and that's not mean because it just you just get the gist that no one's going to care until the game time, and then the team that wins is going to be like, well, this is a nice way to finish it off, and such and such, and the team that loses is just going to be bitchy and scrappy, and uh, uh, yeah, when spring ball wins. Signing day, blah blah blah. You know, we. I mean, if if you think about it, go back a, a year. We had very similar mentalities before the Foster Farms Bowl last year against UCLA. You know, it was like, eh, I mean, we were probably worse at that point because we were five and seven, and we we're like, you know, that had that question of should we even be in a bowl game? You know, um, yeah. And then we beat UCLA and and kind of got to end that season on a high note. And and the, I'll tell you what. It, if you have some uncertainties or some questions about your team, a bowl game win is a hell of a lot better than a bowl game loss. I mean, a lot of that stuff goes without saying, but you you care about it because it, it takes that I, sour taste out of your mouth. You know, it takes that bitterness away. I think you're right, and the only thing I would say against that is, you know, it, it's a glorified spring game to a lot of programs. It's a game that you kind of want to, you know, in the, like I said, in Nebraska's aspect, you're kind of closing a chapter here with a couple guys, with, right. with a fair amount of guys. But but like a, in, a Patrick O'Brien or a Tanner but, Lee's not suiting up, so I mean they they don't have that opportunity to get those no. game reps. No, and, and that's the way you got to look at it from Tennessee. There's a lot of, a lot of, you know, young kids there. Um, yeah, Dobbs is the last game. They got a couple guys who should go to the NFL draft after this game. Um, but you know, I mean, you get to, there, there's no real, I mean, you, you can't say that if, let's say if Tennessee wins big, is that a springboard the next year? Or is Nebraska as big as a springboard next year? I mean, you kind of look at it and say, you know, whatever team loses this game, um, no matter how they lose this game, whether they get blown out or it's a steady loss or a last second loss, you know, their family is going to go, well, this is a, per, this is just a microcosm of the season. Sure. You know, well, there were, and, and, and I don't think it's fair that Nebraska. La- the problem with Nebraska fans is they label, like you know, the only thing you talk about Nebraska fan is it's not the seven zero start. It's not the game against Oregon. You know, everybody all remembers Iowa, Iowa, the game against Iowa, the game against Ohio State. You know, Ohio State. They, That's they, all everybody remembers. I think because of that ass whooping to Ohio State, they forgot that they took Wisconsin into overtime. A lot and, of people do. Oh, I mean, man. but but here's the thing. The, this Music City Bowl, you had two teams that at one point, different points of the season, but they were both ranked in the top ten. Uh, deservedly? That's not my call to make. Um, but we both know that, you know, since then, both teams kind of got exposed a little bit. We've talked about Iowa. Uh, I think as as bad, if not worse, than that Nebraska loss to Iowa was Tennessee losing to Vanderbilt because that was now, bowling shoe ugly. No offense, now, Brian. Now let's let's look at Tennessee in a way, okay? You know, and you can you can argue Nebraska maybe was a little over their heads when it got to the Wisconsin game and such like that, but all Nebraska did was win their games. know how 
bad Fresno State was. We're going to be. We didn't know how good Wyoming was going to be. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, arguably Nebraska's best win this year is against Wyoming. Well, there's the only or one they had with Minis- them. Well, Minnesota, I guess you could say that. You know, Nebraska could just happen to be a team that was winning their games and winning them as they're supposed to, and just people kept voting them up, and you know. There's no real way you can say you could say Nebraska could win and go down. Okay, sure. now let's flip the let's flip the lid on this. Tennessee was a team that should have played in the SEC title game. Okay, should have won a division. Um, was was the top was the top ten preseason? I can't remember offhand. Uh, um, nine, maybe yeah. eleven, something were, like that. I think but they, they were, were like in there. Two. Top fifteen for sure. Yeah, ish like that. Okay, let's let's and let's say this. They started off with an overtime win against um, Appalachian State. Which even Michigan couldn't do that. Yeah, well. hey But that was a while that was a while back. Um, yeah, it was still fun. Then they have then they have the victory against Virginia Tech in uh the race track game. Yeah, Bristol. Which was again yeah, that was that was, uh, that that was, was more of a game. spectacle than anything, I think. Yeah, and I th- I think that was their best win of the early on in the year. Well, you know, honestly, the way Virginia Tech finished. I mean, look at look what Virginia Tech did to Arkansas last night. That's true. Spotted them twenty four points and spotted them twenty four points. Took a recess and handily whipped that ass. You know, um, and then you had the game against Florida where they were down and came back to win um, against a decent Florida team, the one that won the division. You have the Georgia game where they literally won on a Hail Mary. Okay. Nebraska's seen so games like that. Well, yeah, but you know what? Tennessee kept getting built up a little because of those games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to argue Nebraska artificially built up, well, what did Tennessee do? And then they lost the game against South Carolina. And they lost another game. I can't remember. I know Vanderbilt, but there was another game. That was a really bad loss. Um, to someone in the uh, West Conference, I mean, West Division. Really, didn't they play Alabama and get – They lost to Bama. They, uh, yeah, A&M. They're, they're the, and, and Texas A&M as well. A&M. Yeah, they lost A&M double overtime. Then they lost to Bama, and everybody loses to Bama, so don't feel bad. Right. I'm not, you know. Um, and I think, you know, the, I think the Vanderbilt loss is really kind of why Nebraska's fans should help, you know, for victory today. Because, you know, they had, you know, they were in Nashville. Okay, same same thing as today, only, you know, one bowl game, one is a, one is a conference game. They, were, they they played in Nashville. They had the Sugar Bowl on the line. Okay, there's no way Auburn should be in that game. It should be Tennessee. And they got absolutely stomped in the second half. Okay. Vanderbilt absolutely stomped them. 21-3. Uh, uh, Vanderbilt outscored them 21-3. Twenty-one, yeah, twenty-one-three or something, yeah, twenty-four-three, something like that. Twenty-four, well, um, yeah, no, I mean, semantics aside, you know, Vanderbilt put six hundred yards, six hundred something yards on him on offense. Okay, threw the ball all, all day on him. Okay, and, and ask yourself this: if Tennessee falls apart like that with something really on the line, they're going to come out Nebraska flat. Gets up two scores. What if right. Nebraska can shut down that Tennessee offense? Okay. I'm not saying it'll happen, okay? Defensively, I think Nebraska's in a better shape than offensively. But if Nebraska can get on them a little bit, and there's a little crap, oh, crap, here we go again. Uh, oh, 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 sh- oh, shit. You know, this happened last time we played. You know. Get in their head. Sure. I, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if you can say they quit. I don't think, I don't know if quit's the right word, but, you know, the door starts slamming a little bit inside. You know the demons kind of poke up a little bit. I want to. Uh, so, I've got I've got Tennessee's schedule pulled up, and we've talked about Appalachian State and Virginia Tech. Uh, they went three and zero with a nine point win against uh, Ohio, not Ohio State, obviously, but just Ohio. Uh, fighting Frankie, Frankies, fighting Frankies. Uh, the win against Florida and Georgia, and then they went three and four over their last seven games. Their wins, they had a big win against Missouri, which Missouri's shit this year. Uh, they had a two-score uh, win over Kentucky, but as as the SEC does, that first weekend in November, 
They played a crap, you know, smaller division team. They played Tennessee Tech and won 55 nothing. Those are their three wins uh, since the first week of uh, – October when they beat Georgia. So it's not a team that's coming in with a whole lot of confidence, I don't think. And they lost to a South Carolina team that is not very good. It was a 6-7 and seven team now that, um, you know, got, I wouldn't say boat raced by South Florida, but lost a pretty decent game in Birmingham. So, you know, again, I'm not saying that Nebraska is going to just win this game because – Tennessee's a fraud because Nebraska hasn't played well their last five games either. But what I am saying is this. Mentally, we, we've talked all year about how mentally tough Nebraska is. We've talked about how the fourth quarter Nebraska owns everybody. Okay? This team, you don't get mentally untough in a matter of just, you know, two, three games. Okay? There's something to be said about the mental toughness of a team that has had to deal with the Sam Foltz tragedy every game, every day this year since before camp started, had to deal with the distraction of Michael Rose Ivy, had to deal with the distraction of Tommy being hurt, a bunch of that stuff, okay? Battled through it all, I mean. You can't tell me that Nebraska – yeah, I mean, they they got 7-0 and within, you know, two plays of being 8-0 and winning the West. So you can't sit there and just tell me that just – they become, you know, China plates when it comes to something like that. Okay. I think that, ne- have, I think that Nebraska is going to be pretty that. geared up. What's that? You know, I, I think, I think Nebraska is going to be pretty geared up. I think that they're going to, I think they're going to come out with more energy and more, I don't want to say commitment, but maybe more determination than Tennessee will. I, that, that's, uh, that's a, that's a, a call I'm going to make right now. I think, I think, I, I think, I think, I think I think, I think Nebraska comes out of the gate faster than Tennessee. I, I think Riker's serviceable, especially when you give him more than a week's time. You know, because, you know, let's remember the Maryland game. He basically had two weeks as, as the number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the uh, we had the Michigan, you know, not Michigan, Minnesota game where Tommy didn't even dress till Thursday. You know, so... I think given a chance, Riker can be serviceable. I don't think he can like he's not going to put sixty on him. Obviously, he, he's going to he's going to be able to keep you know keep him in the correct down distance. He's not going to you know. And this is playing good. I mean, if he's playing bad, so be it. But you know, Riker can can manage the game well enough for Nebraska to win. And I think defensively, I think Nebraska can. You know, let's remember it's not you know because Nate's not there. It doesn't mean you know there's slackers back there. No. Aaron Williams had a pretty good season. Aaron Williams has had a pretty good season. Um, Antonio Reed stepped up last year in the bowl game. Um, and again, you know, I, plus you got linebackers that played pretty well. Josh Mendeers has had a pretty good last month of the season. So, and that's the thing you, you know, mentioned, Banderas. You know, there, there's I, reasons I, to be happy about this game. Now, you, I wouldn't say like you put your mortgage on and go to go to the sports book in Vegas and put your mortgage on it. But I would say that you know the odds are better than you know Nebraska getting six and a half. I uh, you mentioned Bando, Bando, Michael Rose Ivy, uh, uh Kevin Maurice. I think you know those guys are you know playing playing for pride. Uh, you know, and this is until a combine and of those four mentioned, I don't know how many of them would would get an invite to the combine. Uh, but until pro day, certainly, this is probably your last opportunity to show any NFL scouts what you're capable of. And it is a big stage because it is a bowl game and it's against an SEC team. And even though, aside from Alabama this year, the SEC was crap, um, you know, there's still, I don't know, I guess a little bit of, of uh, shine on, on that. So if you, you know, last year you went out west and you beat a Pac-12 team, and uh, now you have an opportunity to to go down south and beat an SEC team in their home state, which is rare. But by golly, Nebraska, I think, has the ability to do it. Brian, um, any final thoughts before we before we uh, you know put a bow on this one and, and wish everybody a happy New Year? Don't drink and drive on New Year's Eve. Call a cab. Get an Uber. Call a friend. 
Amen. And and I'll go one further and say, be like me and be home by eight o'clock. Ain't ain't nothing. Yeah, I, this is amateur night, you know. And just stay home. You don't have to worry about it. But uh, if if you are going to be out, maybe you'll be in Nashville celebrating a Husker win, like Brian said. Well, if you're out of the area, you probably can't call a friend, but you can call a cab, call an Uber, Lyft with a Y, by the way. Uh, anything you got to do to, um, uh, you know, to get home safe is what we're trying to say. Uh, Brian, thanks. I, thanks. I got to work, so. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I've got I've got Christmas I've got Christmas with my family uh, tomorrow, so hopefully you know I I can celebrate properly with a nice. So, so here's my complaint about Christmas. Are you ready? Okay. So I get from here. Here are my gifts. Okay. I got two of the same crock pot. Nice. This Nebraska related crock pot. Okay. It's Nebraska-looking crock pot. I got a bottle of Dorothy Lynch. Okay, well, that, that's... I'm, I'm tall. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple other things. My wife, you know, we don't have a... We didn't drive a big car to Lincoln from the bustling metropolis of Grand Prairie, Texas. <laughs> we, had to, we had a house, a kid, a dog, um, all the stuff that comes with the kid and dog and us and gifts and everything like that. So my wife takes back the one crock pot that I got for my mother-in-law. For an no, even bigger crock brother. pot. For my brother, okay. Now, mind you, we just bought a brand new crock pot like two and a half months ago. Sure, apparently nobody one of the, told me. Well, one of the, di- one of the digital ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Not the Wi-Fi, but one of the digital ones because that Wi-Fi is too creepy. <laughs> I already got my smoker on Wi-Fi. I already got my smoker on Wi-Fi. Do I really need everything else on Wi-Fi? You know. Don't don't make me answer that question, Brian. Continue. I know, but so my wife's so my mother-in-law says, "Well, here's what I'm gonna do for the other one. I'm gonna I'm going to uh, um I'm gonna take it back to this. I'm gonna take it back to the store and then I'll ship it to you." I'm like, what do you mean? And she says, well, you know, you take it to Sam's and she'll pay for it and I can pick it up at the Sam's down here near my house. And it's like two, literally two, three rents away. And I'm like, okay, you know. But then I got to thinking as we're driving back home, you know, it's a 10-hour drive. and You had time to think. You can only listen to Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Olivia so much. You know, yeah. I disagree. I don't disagree. Hot dog, um, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Diggity dog. Anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I got two I got two crock pots, and I'm bringing none of them home. You know? Now, I got the one. I got the the Walmart card for the one, which mm-hmm. is fine. Okay, you know, it's 40-ish bucks, so I can go, you know, buy whatever I want. I, mean, I can buy steak with that if I want. You could buy something to put in the crock pot. I see what you're saying. I, I not could, that yeah. people, by the way, I'm not advocating at all that you put a steak in the crock pot because if you do that and I find out about it, we'll exchange words. You could put a flank steak or a chuck roast in there and make some really good like French dip sandwiches. Roast, yes, but not like a, like you don't put a ribeye in a crock pot. That's just no. nonsense. You could put it. You could put a prime rib roast in there. Again, you're you're talking roast. I'm talking steak. Well, no, you, you cut those in prime ribs. You know, you cut those in the ribeyes when it's done. You sear it, and then you put it in the crock pot for a while. It gets nice and tender, and then you cut them into prime ribs, and you cut them into ribeye steaks. Mm, I'm not sold on it. Continue. If you if you don't believe your if you don't buy your oven, that's a good way to do it. Anyway, because you know poor guys know like that. So <laughs> then I look in the bag, and my and the reason I didn't buy any Dorothy Lynch, and I I don't and I say this kindly, is because it doesn't the date on them don't last very long. <laughs> well, you know, it's like three weeks. Well, I don't know. I've never had Dorothy Lynch. No, it, it's about three weeks to a month. And I'm kind of one of those guys that I want to kind of prolong it, you know? You know, if I'm going to get something like that, I'm going to get enough to justify it for a while. But you can't really put them in storage because, you know, when you get two, three bottles of storage, by that third bottle, it's been expired for a month and a half. And you're sure. Like, Man, should I really eat this? No, that makes sense, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got the one bottle. I'm, I'm more than happy. And they used to sell in the grocery stores down here. It just didn't move. They discontinued it. And then I look in my 
my mother-in-law upgraded it. Okay. And when I mean upgraded, I'm talking like one of those Sam's Club things that Dorothy Lynch. Oh, no. <laughs> so now it's going to take up space in my fridge, not so much in my door, in my fridge. And this thing's huge. And I'm like, how am I going to eat this? I don't eat that much damn salad. I'm fat. All right. It's time to start eating more salad, I guess. Yeah, I guess I got to go buy some uh, heads of lettuce, I guess. Tell you what, this is this is what I do because, it, like, the heads of lettuce, I found we get, similar boat as you. The head of lettuce that we'll buy, you know, just for the two of us, it, it, before we can get to it, it's not, it's not good anymore. So what I like to do is I like to go out and buy the shredded lettuce. That's the best just way to Just go buy the it. bag salad. Yeah, no, I, I just like, I don't want all that other stuff. I just want lettuce. I don't it's need dollar forty nine. Don't tell me how much it is. I'm not going to buy it. I'm just going to take a little bag of shredded lettuce, man. See, I don't get this. What's the problem with like the rat, the not the radish, the cabbage in there, the red cabbage? What's the problem with it? Yeah, I don't think there's a problem with it. It's just personal preference. Do you eat coleslaw? No. Well, that actually answers the question. If you don't eat coleslaw, you want that. That okay? That makes sense. I'm sorry. Carrots? I like carrots. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You know, an idiot. I like carrots. I'm really simple. I, I rip open the bag of salad mix. I put it in the bowl. I put cheese on it. I put croutons on it. I was gonna say it needs croutons. If I got bacon bits, yeah. If I if I got bacon bits, great. If not, no big deal. What about hard boiled egg? Um, kind of depends on if I'm in the mood for not. Fair enough. Because it takes you know. Because if you can buy the hard boiled egg done right away, yeah, definitely. If you got a hard boiled egg, and you know, is it worth third? When you're putting this little effort into it, is it worth the extra thirty minutes to hard boil an egg, peel it, and all that such? I mean, let's think about it. We're talking, trying to talk convenience here, Slugger. Well, I, I, again, I couldn't tell you last time I actually. In fact, in my adult life, I've probably never hard boiled an egg. It's just not, you yeah. know, I, I like eggs typically cooked and for breakfast, uh, not necessarily hard boiled. Where I have to again take the time to, to you know, eliminate the shell. Yeah, and, for deviled eggs. For devil eggs, I'll do it. If there's like a batch of devil eggs, yeah, I don't mind doing it. Right, that's one thing. But yeah. like, uh-huh. you know, seasonally or, or periodically, I should say, my mom would always just have some hard boiled eggs. You know, I got I, there were times in my youth where I would just have a hard boiled egg sandwich. I'm a nasty now, and if you make sure to look at the day, it's actually not too bad. I'm not going to make that risk. I'll, I'll buy a sandwich like a ham and cheese sandwich or a turkey sandwich from a gas station. I'm not going to do anything with egg, and I don't like egg salad. You don't have quick trips? We do have quick trips, but not like I haven't found one that's between my house and my work. Like I got to oh, drive, quick. you know, neck, way out of my way to get to a QT. Yeah, there's a there's a couple on the way to the house. And I guess you can be re- you can get real spoiled with quick trip though. Oh yeah, I, I remember the going there as the a youngster. Okay. The pizza they have is okay now. The sandwiches are not bad. This breakfast sandwiches are actually really nice. I, I remember going there as a youngster because it was the only place that you know it was back in when I was in high school in the late nineties, um, and uh, uh, they were the only place that had like the the flavor shooters for your fountain soda. So I would get a cherry vanilla Pepsi. Oh yeah. So that was that was my go-to. Now they got like the, they got the twenty slushies now. That's insane. That's well, not that's twenty. It seems like twenty. Too many slushies. Um, but now but, I have. But you know what they. But you know what they have. They got rid of when they got put all the kid, when they put all the kitchens in all of them. Right. You know what they got rid of. I really like. I know. That sounds real odd. You would go to, like, where the fountain soda is, right? And it had this like milkshake making thing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, you you would, kind you'd of. Open, you'd open up this freezer. You'd open up this freezer case, and there's this little cup. And you you take the you take the foil off the top. You put it in this little mi- mixer. And you said you want it really thick, really thin in the middle. And you push it, and it go up, and then mix it like a milkshake machine. I do remember and those. Go pay your money. Yeah, well, they got rid of those because they do milkshakes now in the back of the kitchen. Well, there's nothing, I guess, inherently wrong with that, as, as long as you're getting a milkshake, Brian. Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I like those more than I liked a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not really, I like milkshakes. I'm just really picky about where I get them from, you know, because, like, let's face it, like the Shamrock milkshake, 
It's like no, a McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but every once in a while you get that 16-year-old kid that just puts like 20 gallons of that green stuff in. You're like, oh. That's fair. Diabetes. That's fair. Um, yeah. Speaking Pop-up of milkshake is not bad. Speaking of uh, yeah, chocolate. Sonic. Earlier this week, my wife introduced our son to chocolate milk. And, oh, God. And now he, he she said he followed him around. or She said he followed her around. You know, crawling because he's not—he's not quite there on the walking just yet. Uh, but he was following her around with a sippy cup, wanting more chocolate milk. So, oh, just like, like Emerson, Emerson walk up, chocolate milk, chocolate milk, uh, chocolate uh, milk, and you're like. <laughs> so now it's my duty. You're like, I'm—I'm I'm going to deprive my son of chocolate milk. I'm going to drink the rest of it tonight. So, actually, you know what the funny thing is? I—I I, I showed Emerson how to eat a wing the other day. Oh my. And that was a little messy. I I believe that. I believe that. I showed it, you know, when the last nights we were in Lincoln, we had Amigos. Amigos? Yes. How was that, Brian? You've never been there, have you? No. No. I had, I had, I, I the only thing I like from there anymore is their chicken, their crispy chicken burritos. And if you never had it, it's a it's a big tortilla with chicken and I want to say like like a cream cheese type of thing rolled up and fried. Okay. And they're pretty damn good. I I'm now, going to go ahead. I went to Valentino's once. Grand Italian buffet. You know. No, I didn't. I just ordered pizza and lasagna. Okay, that's fine. Did you get in your obligatory runs a run? I went two runs of three times. Well done. I we honestly didn't make it two runs the last time we were in uh Nebraska back earlier this year. So all three times? Swiss mushroom runs are frings and a mountain dew. See now this is where I have to overrule you because in April of twenty thirteen when I went out to Scott's Bluff for uh, uh some friends of ours wedding, I took because I'm smart a cooler full of ski, and I had Runza with ski. It was the blending of east and west, and it was fantastic. Um, I, I could see that. The one place I didn't go to that I kind of wish I went to, um, Da Vinci's. Never been there either. Really? I think you underestimate exactly how little time <laughs> I've well, spent. Well, I mean, if you've been to Lincoln, Lincoln East, if you've ever lived in Lincoln, and, and I get you haven't, like live lived in Lincoln. I I have like never lived in Lincoln. That's what I'm saying. You haven't lived, lived in Lincoln. No. But Da Vinci's, you know, I always got the cheesesteak at Da Vinci's, and I guess they opened this chain now. It's like this little mini chain called Pepper Jack's Grill. Huh. Which is kind of like a cheesesteak place, and I heard a couple of good things about it. I heard a couple of bad things about it, so I didn't trust either one. So I like yeah, I didn't go. But. I ate my uh, had prime rib for Christmas dinner. I had um, what I have for Christmas Eve. So I forgot what I have for Christmas Eve. Um, my Christmas oh. dinner was a salami. my Christmas Eve dinner is lasagna. My Christmas night dinner was a salami and cheese sandwich because my wife had to work. Really, my wife had to work, and so oh. we didn't cook. Night before, we were at her folks, uh, and we did ham and. And, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, and then tomorrow, day after the game, uh, we're going to my parents' house. And we'll probably do, you know, ham, potluck potatoes, things like that. So, good times. Christmas Eve, I had lasagna at my father-in-law's house. Christmas Day, we had prime rib yes, at my you, mother-in-law's house. You said this. <sighs> now, here's the thing about that, though. Like... You know how you can purchase brisket down here in Texas where you can buy it any time of the year and there's like multiple ones at the store? That's the way it is for prime rib in Nebraska. That drives me nuts. And I kind of said, hey, can I get a brisket? Why would you want a brisket? Because I want a smoked brisket. And I'm just, it's the guy at High V on 27th and Superior. Bless his heart. He's just trying to help. He goes, well, sir, not a lot of people ask for it, so we really don't have any. And I'm like, but. Poor guy. Okay. Yeah. And then 
here's the weird one. Christmas evening, when my uh, brother had dinner, okay, he made the, here's what he made. He made tasties. Okay. Tasties. If you know, if you live in Lincoln, you know what tasties are. Okay, I don't know what, I don't know what the tasties are. You're a loser. I know. And he made, and he made oyster soup. Now that just does not sound appealing to me. That doesn't, it was not, it was odd. I'm like, what's Christmas about oyster soup? It's oyster soup. Now, okay. you, you're, you living down in the South, can we, can we qualify that Texas is in the South? It depends on what kind of mood they're in, but yeah. Uh, do you guys Everybody do like the, the South and they're not, but yeah. Do you guys do the New Year's meal of, of a hog jowl? Black and, eyed peas? And black eyed peas and greens, yeah. Uh, they, they do the black eyed peas part. And it's, oh, I'd, I'd rather lick your feet than eat, eat black eyed peas. <laughs> you, Honestly, goodness. You would, all right, let me ask you I this. I would lick your toe. i lick the toe jam out of your toes and eat black eyed peas. <laughs> that stuff is disgusting. All right, all right let, 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 me, <laughs> let me ask this question, and then we're going to get the hell out I'm of here. I'm not kidding, man. Uh, w- that w- gross. Would you rather lick the toes of the actual Black Eyed Peas music group or eat Black Eyed Peas? I I would rather not eat Black Eyed Peas, so I'm going to lick somebody's, I guess, I'm going to lick Fergie's feet. <laughs> and on Will that I note... Am, bring, those, bring those toes on up here, slugger. <laughs> well, we got to get it. You know, it just dawned on me that I took my dogs out before we started recording. Well, they're probably freezing. And my dogs are probably cold, so uh, I'm going to go. And please don't call okay. Animal Control, because I love my dogs. Uh, that is it for right. this episode of Five Heart Podcast. Uh, all the food and fun and extra. And go Big Red because we got Tennessee today. Game day, the Music City Bowl from Nashville, Tennessee. For my good friend Brian Toll, I am Greg Mahochko reminding you this and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. Go Big Red, go Big Red, go Big Red. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 